Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Welcome back to The Pinball Show. We now return you to part two of episode 120 of The Pinball Show. Spooky Pinball. Oh, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Per Nap Arcade, Spooky Pinball is looking to reveal their next game in October 2023. That soon? Yeah, that'd be the Ben Heck game because he's already already getting out there, giving a little tease and stuff. And I'm like, do they really think that they're going to have, they're going to want almost all of those Scooby-Doo's to be produced? This doesn't, this doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry to cut in, but that's the thing. I mean, you interviewed, you know, I heard your interview with, with bug and Luke and Mm -hmm. I, and I, and I heard bugs interview as well on loser kid. He seemed, I know that they strive and have been very successful in getting done with their runs quicker than the 18 months they project, but this is under a year. They're not going to be, I mean, I thought bug was pretty clear that he thought, you know, in a perfect world, something like 14 to 16 months to get through the run. Mm-hmm. And so obviously October is, is, is under a year. I, why would you reveal that soon when you wouldn't be ready to build? The only thing I can think of Dennis is if they think that they can build from January to October, 1500 games, gives them about three fourths into production completion. Then they think at announcement of October, Ben Hex game, they had then have Safely two more months to knock out an additional 500, maybe knock out an additional 300, and then kind of be finishing up those while the new game goes on the line. It's the only thing I can think of, but that's still pretty lofty goals. Why would you reveal before you're ready to ship the Ben Heck game? Because that's what they've been doing for years. I mean, so do you think they'll have a few built they to give, show they, some they stuff? They announce, they take money, they give themselves one to two months to build the first 30 to 50 that they know what's, where they're going so that they can help tinker on them, and then they jump into full-blown production. At least that's the plan for scooby okay. It still seems very aggressive it to does. me to do it this soon. Uh, I have a question for you. I don't expect you to be able to answer it, but I want to ask it anyway. So It's I'm, not eight am, inches. It's probably like normal size, more of a okay. grower. Not a yeah, shower. that's fine. Um, yeah, no one, no one cares. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm very confused. Is this? So is this what was the Ben Heck spooky CGC collaboration game, or is this different? I'm very confused as well because I don't know the answer. I would think so. But then again, I, no. It, I I was under the impression that Ben was was maybe doing two games: one that CGC was going to build, and then one that Spooky was going to build. And then, obviously, Scooby Doo got announced, and Ben isn't on Scooby Doo. And CGC's next rumored game is not the Ben Heck Spooky collaboration game. It is not. So I've wondered if things are so behind on CGC that they move the like that whole arrangement. I always just thought was well, CGC will be able to build faster, so Spooky will be able to do this collaboration. Yeah, but it's pin. almost like a it's almost like uh, the table yeah. turn there. No, it's no Spooky builds faster than CGC does. Yeah. It's so it's, uh, everything seems to be that way at this point. So I 
So I thought, well, maybe they've they've canceled the deal with CGC and just well, gone ahead and moved the. But again, that's maybe easier said than done. I true. That's what I, I was thinking as well because you think about it. When that agreement went into effect, I think that might have been more of a Charlie show. Uh, the management has kind of changed. That's true. That's true. But I mean, we've seen Spooky quite bluntly do like wholesale personnel changes in terms of people working on stuff. So, and they did recently announce that Ben Heck is now he's in house. They got him hired, which changes things. When they announced that CGC thing. Ben Heck was no longer a part of Spooky Pinball. Now he and, is. Yes, but and again, it's what so, does CGC I mean, have to do with any of that project? No, I, I I don't understand. But but again, you know, so Ben's heavily involved with Spooky, but they they've made no bones about that he's not involved with the new uh, Warden set uh, boards, and he it, he was the one behind Penatar, which they only used for one game run. Well, two if you count Ultraman as separate from Halloween. So uh, everything is, I don't know. I don't know how much is musical chairs and how much is shuffling deck chairs. It you see, is very <laughs> because everything, mm. like who's doing what, where, and again, you know, we're on the outside looking in. So it's not, I'm not too surprised that I'm confused because I'm confused by, by what many companies do. Here's what I'll say for 2023. Uh, as interesting as this, this, uh, you know, report that nap put out mm-hmm. i don't think it happens i don't think spooky reveals anything in 2023 mm. i think they are too busy building scoobies i think they wait i think that if they're already getting this information out there i worry that there may be an ip contract agreement that's going to push for a 2023 announcement somewhat similar maybe to them with scooby-doo and getting that out before we thought i so, if that if that is the case, I am very concerned from a from a quality perspective. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. I could see that. This is this mm-hmm. is not a position you want to. I mean, I I felt you know and again, this is my my personal feeling, but I felt that for whatever reason, when Ultraman and Halloween did come out, regardless of my you know my setting aside my opinions of of the layout and everything, a lot of people were asking why when the rules are being done by someone different than who worked on Rick and Morty, is this game so not far along? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and Ben Heck had said online already about his upcoming game with Spooky that he has been working on it a long time. He said that by the time so is he, doing, comes, he is going is he doing to, the rules? It acts as if he is. Okay. And then we also learned that this next Ben Heck Spooky game has eight main modes. Five sub wizard modes already programmed in it already done. Okay. Okay. And there's been some rumors floating around about what the next theme is, but, uh, let's see, but nap hasn't heard anything concrete yet. I don't know what to make. This is going to be a, an interesting year for spooky pinball in a lot of ways. We'll we'll be talking a lot about spooky pinball. I believe it's, it's odd. All right. So let's assume that's the case. It's odd though, to be finding out all this stuff about this n- new game when they haven't even sold out of the Scoobies yet. That's exactly what's odd. And I think I don't want to, I don't want to be butchered here, but I think that may be a Ben Heck thing. More oh, so than the, just him talking about his his upcoming game, yeah, sort of thing. You know, okay, him yeah, feeling no, I could, itchy no, I could, and you know, a lot of it. attention's going to Scooby Doo, and you know, what about me? I'm Ben Heck. I've I've been trying to be around here for years. 
Okay. Pay attention no. to me. I've already got stuff coded, damn it. We'll see. Other than that, I don't know any predictions I'd have for Scooby-Doo or Spooky Pinball 2023. I think, you know, it. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any... I don't think there's going to be bit, any big surprises coming mm. from I, I, Spooky Pinball. They'll turn, they'll turn them out. I, I don't... Ex- uh, you know, they've... They've managed their production very consistently, perhaps the best of any manufacturer. Very um, consistent. So, no, I, I think they'll plug along with with Scoobies getting them out. When it comes to haggis pinball, we're going across the lake. Mm. A haggis, do you know how to let the air out of them on? <laughs> I just, I wait for it every time. Fathom revisited mermaids are shipping. Mermaid. I know because I've received one and we've received some of our allotment as an official dealer over here in the States. Uh, Uh If you guys want to check out one of the, just a wonderfully well done article game review kind of thing, go to the pinball Tim over there. He really captured really nice pictures, narratives talking about the process of putting an order in waiting the, the ups and downs of this product, some tweaks that he's done after picking one up from flipping down pinball and it just some of the really special things about this game that he hasn't seen in other games. And he owns, he's owns like 50 games. So it was a really beautiful and nicely done write up. What do we expect from Haggis? Do they get all of the fathoms out this year? Do they announce another, another product coming this year? And if so, is it another Bally remake or is it a Marty Robbins? original special um the problem with haggis for me is i don't know how like i don't know how many i know they sold out of the the limited model i don't know how many classic models they sold um and i don't know how many they've built so far i don't know i i i don't don't have a good sense of 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 quantity and so because of that i'm gonna i struggle with this so here but of course that won't stop. Well, me I'm going to give you a little a information. I'm going to impart okay. real quick, a little information. If it is evenly based on distribution, not that I think it is, but if for some reason it is, I can say that we have received 30% of our allotment and our allotment came at the end of the kind of, not the end of the run, but like at the end of the agreement, Hey, you can be a dealer of ours. Here's your allotment. I'm going to put it throughout the, the spread here kind of thing, uh, good business sense, yada, yada. We've received 30%, and Damien is working uh, on the line currently for an additional 30% of our allotment uh, to be working over the next two months and to get those shipped out. So give or take, I would guess, was it January? I'd guess by end of Q1, we will have 60% of our allotment. Okay. Uh, given that, then yes, I do think they reveal another game in 2023. Uh, yes, I do believe it is a remake. And yes, I do believe it is Centaur. Oh. And I think that sells 250 pretty damn quick, too. Mm-hmm. And I think they do the same thing. There'll be a classic model that will be barely bought. There'll be a limited model that will be the one with Marty's code. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I don't know if they stay 250. Maybe they up that. Mm. Uh, I definitely think the price goes up significantly, though. As it probably should. Uh, on the secondary market, these are selling pretty high, mm. even of the few that have come out. I seen one on Pinside just pop up for 12.5 used. Mm. Somebody didn't use it very long, but it's. I mean, 
part of that obviously is economics, inflation uh, mm-hmm. factors. And given they build these in Australia, it's it's quite bluntly poorly positioned to sell in the U.S. market. It's just going to be expensive. It's, it's, just it's hard to get them over. I had to pay it's, it's, 800 to fly mine over. Mm, it's not. Or actually, a, it was more than that. I think it was 1200 just for mine to fly over. For for if the goal was international sales, uh, I don't think it is the. I don't think it was an ideal place to choose manufacturing, but it is, it is what it is. I found it interesting. It was either on TPN's final round or it was the head to head episode that they did. That Martin Robbins said that he had already designed a game physically, I guess, and maybe code wise, he designed a game prior to working on doing code for the remake of Fathom. Like that was like his portfolio to be mm. interviewed and to come to the company. So that game's going to be somewhere in there. Maybe it's after a centaur, but I think you're right. If they're doing another remake, it'll be centaur. I just, I think that centaur is the best license of that era after fathom for a sales perspective. So that's why I think it would be smart. In fact, after centaur, I think it really drops off in terms I, of viability. I don't, I think you still have eight ball deluxe. Ah. Uh, yeah, and actually, and on final round pinball podcast, Jeff and Marty kind of walked through oh, yeah, that yeah. all that era and kind of talked about like what things they could do. And I know Jeff was really big on it. Actually, of the class of eighty one ballet games, Eight Ball Deluxe is my favorite. Yeah. But what do you like? The rules on EBD are actually really solid for what the game mm-hmm. is. Like, what do you what do you do different? Because part of the reason to up buy is to get the new code. And I'm not sure what you do with that. Lay- I mean, later games took that same concept and like added a nine ball option, it's basically really like Sharky Shootout. Yeah. But it's so, yeah, it's so pedestrian in terms of like what your options are Bad without girl. changing it from well. pool. And, and what's pool, but EBD as a mirror image and they added multi ball. It's like, I don't. It's, you could still add depth. I, you could. I just don't. Balls. I just don't think it sells as well as like people love Centaur because it's it's got the cool voice and it's got a weird layout and it's just. I think for pinball players, Centaur is where yeah, it's at. But I, I think for just the, the classic nostalgia, it is the early solid state of choice for a lot of people. Like when they think I in guess. their childhoods, what was at the local grocery store? What was at the local you know diner? It was eight ball deluxe. Yeah, but there are still a lot of them out there too. I just don't think it's the strongest it's one to Soul go with. State Twilight Zone. Yeah, there I mean, was I, a lot out there. Yeah, it would be my number three pick. I I think if they do a third remake, I actually don't think they're going to do five. I'd be more interested in an eight ball deluxe over Centaur. Honestly, I think Centaur sells better. I think they'll do Centaur, and then I think if they're still going to stick with this, they'll do AB, EBD next. I don't think they do Flash Gordon because of licensing ever. So, Ooh. I think they'll stay away from that. Plus, I think of the class of 81, I think they made more of those than anything else. But yeah, and if I'd it's just Bally, then we're limiting ourselves, too. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> Williams wasn't as strong. That I mean, it's if they're not just going to stick with 81, I definitely, if you're if you're going to milk like what people kind of are into, and especially if your goal is to sell 250, you know, going back a year and doing like Frontier makes a lot of sense. See, that's a, that's, that's a, it's a competitive darling. It's a competitive darling. Yeah, but that's um, it. I don't. But you only need to sell 250. People aren't trying to collect frontiers, really. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. <laughs> it's one of the <laughs> sounds chirps. from it. Make me escape. Marty ball. hates the Marty hates ball. the crickets. He did say that his version of the code won't have those crickets. Do you think Paragon sells well as a remake? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, but I do not think they go down wide body route. Okay. 
I know that Marty indicated they haven't ruled it out, but I don't think they'll do it. Mm. I think Paragon would sell better than Frontier. I agree, but I still don't think they're going to go and, and retool to but sell 250 Paragons. I than I would a Paragon. Again, it, it comes down to quantity. If they're not selling, like the way they positioned it, this kind of reminds me. Uh, many. It's not. And that's where, like any of these can sell 250. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any, long, almost, yeah. Any remake. Yeah, probably yeah a, pretty much any remake. As long as it's a, as long as it's authentically the, the layout and the original code is always available, I think selling to and Haggis is kind of pulling a spooky in my opinion, in that, you know, a spooky positions everything. So basically everyone kind of is corralled into mm-hmm. picking the CE. It was the same with Haggis and Fathom. Everyone picked the higher end version. It's the yeah, only way yeah. to get the code. So they're gonna stick with that. Then I think it's inevitable that if that's the goal, like they're trying to if the count's gonna stay 250 and that's really all they're shooting for, and they're not trying to grow it or anything. Yeah. Any of these, even like Xenon, you probably get 250 oh, I heard them sold. talking about that. I hate Xenon. Do you hate the layout or you hate the rules? Both. I find it to be one of the most boring games. I think it it's was, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but, try, tube, try tube shot. God, it's just <laughs> like I'd only be interested in if the rules really were different. I just don't find you know, it fun. I, that was my first solid state game. I, I don't know if you can really, and I learned a lot on it. I was glad I owned it, but I don't know if you can save that layout. Yeah, it's just, not, I don't. But, you know, I'm one of those people that doesn't think code can save any layout. I think some layouts are, are unsalvageable. Mm. Speaking of, did you see that Cuber's Quest that popped up on Pinside for sale? Oh, no, I did not. I've seen one. I've never played it. I've seen uh, I've seen one in person, though, before. And I was a like, rare bird. Oh, my. Oh my god! Well, you look at it and you're like, no wonder they didn't sell any. Yeah, but yeah, the rarity collectability kind of got my uh, perked perked up my collector ears. I don't, I don't, I ain't got enough space to have a line, you know, a whole pile of unplayable games right. that are not fun sitting around in my house. I just, I, I did, can't do it. I did pass. I did pass. What about the Chicago Gaming Company? Let's keep going through these. Ellie's mm. are shipping of Cactus Yay! Canyon, legit. Last last episode, it was like a question mark. This is legit. Uh, we have they're still they're still trickling, but they're trickling a little, a little better. The flowage the flow is better uh, on production here. Uh, they still have a lot to make. Whew, they have a lot to make, so mm. they are shipping, and so far, not a lot of issues. Hardly any issues for the solid ass LA game. Damn, it's so nice. But what's going to happen in 2023? They're going to make the rest of these. They'll make some SE pluses. That probably puts them at almost summertime. I think they're going to try to announce another game in the middle of all these production things in the spring, I guess. Uh, That's going to be the game that we've been rumored and all of that stuff. Do you think we hear anything else from this company for the rest of 2023? Other than the new game? Other than that new game they're talking about. No, I, I, I do think the new game gets revealed i had heard a lot of reports that it's been ready that they could have revealed it this year um you know i think i'll go ahead and uh because i don't think anything else happens out of them uh just because this has just been such a slow churn to get the le's out of the, of the ccrs i think that their I- ideal would be they would like to have games on the floor at tpf mm. uh, to at least start looking at the new game mm. okay even if most people are going to have to wait a while for the orders. So I, I think they want to reveal by the end of March. 
I'm not saying they'll reveal at the show, but I, I, no, think, I think they would good. love, I think they'd love to actually be able to let, because it's a good time to get a lot of pinheads, uh, some hands-on experience with the game. And given what I've heard rumored about this game, I don't think it's going to be a game for everybody. And so I think they're really going to want to get experienced pinball people uh, trying it, because I don't think it's going to have a lot of like general generic game room mm. sales. I am going to, I'm going to continue off of that, because those are, those are good estimates and and projections and speculative guesses. I'm going to say I'm kind of with you. I, on the other hand, do kind of think that the next thing that they pull out maybe maybe catches people off guard a little bit in a good way. Hmm. And uh, I think it does fairly well. And sadly, if you asked me this a year ago, I would have laughed, but... I think you're going to see another product come from Chicago Gaming Company before the enhanced code comes out as an option for Cactus Canyon. That's that's nuts. I you know I I I could see that just because the the code enhancement is basically independent of the manufacturing arm. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, or is it with, though? Because there's a physical piece rumor. Yeah, yeah, there there is. But do you think that's the hurdle? No, I, I think it's go, the coding. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I think most of the listeners know, but you know, with with the unfortunate death of Lyman Sheets, I think it it's really complicated what was going to be a, a yeah, two person yeah. effort to a one person effort, and mm-hmm. and so I, I understand, I understand that's yeah. probably going to be a big factor, and I think you're going to hear people from CGC probably say before the end of the year you're going to see another release title, but it will not happen. I'm with you there, and. I would also question whether or not the reported 2023 additional run of medieval madness happens. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think if Uh, it does happen, it happens late 2023 and it'll be a thing where we just put out five of them before January 1st, just to say we hit our thing. mm, And uh, then we focus more on 2024 of an additional run of MMR. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking for CGC. Pinball Brothers, they had a big update. They emailed uh, individuals. I'm going to read some of this email. They're greeting everybody. New Year's greetings from Pinball Brothers. Been very eventful for them. They're changing some stuff up. They Pinball Brothers will be extra exciting for 2023 as they're kicking off by moving their production to a new factory. They're going to be slowed down a little bit for a couple of weeks. But from the second half of January, they expect to be up and running with a bang. The move also is going to see them join forces with longtime partner Pedretti Gaming. Remember, we've talked about Pedretti. They've been doing these these little kits for additional games. They've been the manufacturer for Pinball Brothers. They're joining forces into this new expansion. And together, they have shipped close to 800 games. And they've decided to take the partnership to the next level by forming what they're calling Euro Pinball Corp. Not even corporation, Euro Pinball Corp. Oh, the purpose of the new okay. company is to provide a superior platform for large-scale manufacturing of pinball machines. Besides the raw capacity increase, it's also going to allow them to run production of multiple games in parallel. That's what they're thinking so far. Hmm. Um, they've had a lot of delays over the last 12 months, but they've managed to still be able to reveal Queen. But only a couple of games have been put out of Queen so far. Um, let's see. Software is going to continue to evolve in the meantime on Queen. 
getting it over to the U.S. is a is a priority when this happens. Um, COVID developments are out of their hands, but big plans for 2023, a wider network of distributors to make sure everybody who wants a game should be easier time finding one. That it actually, that statement doesn't make any sense. Um, our aim is decreased lead times too, and to make all games available on demand, just like Alien is now. If you ask for it, you'll get it. That is true. We have Aliens in stock. There's some new projects in the pipeline. I don't think they announced it here, but I think they said that they were going to announce another product or another game next year, which wouldn't surprise me, predictions-wise. Okay. I think by summer of next year, they announce another game, and they start shipping them in December. Summer of 2024? Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, okay. no, you know, I could, I could. Okay, well, this I didn't know about this. Uh, all right, so they've the the companies are merging. They're merging. Okay, well, this because uh, one of the things I I struggled with back, I, I probably talked about it more on my other podcast, but was that Pinball Brothers has been writing these licenses that they had left over essentially from Highway Pinball, mm-hmm. and Queen is kind of the last of the viable ones. I mean, they have Playboy, but I mean, I don't. Come on, the, yeah. I don't think. Come on, no, come on, no, don't, don't do no, that no. one. Um, and and so I thought, you know, it, it would make a lot of sense for them because they've been kind of, you know contract manufacturing all this same distance not having any of their own designers i really question whether or not the company even planned to continue existing and then after i kind of discussed that rumor i started hearing more and more reports not directly from pinball brothers but from other people that purportedly have contact with them that no no they're actually were planning to do continue on and actually get into you know original new designs not imports and, and cleanups from highway stuff and this makes a lot it solves a lot of the obstacles i i wondered what they would be able to, to get around like staffing up building your own manufacturing line merging with progetti solves mm-hmm. all of that and so now yes absolutely given that news i do think they plan to stick with it in the long haul whether so that'd that's, be a good that's thing or not, sh- we'll have to see it could be a too many cooks in the kitchen couldn't think yeah man, you know i don't know again pedretti if pedretti's mostly just been like the manufacturing side there's still the question of like bringing on a design team or contracting designers, but that's easier than as we as we learned with Deeper. That's that's easier. It's the manufacturing where most of these uh, upstarts stumble, and PB was dodging that by having Pedretti do a lot of the build mm. or all of the build. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, having it all fully incorporated so that they have the the problem with contract manufacturing is what happens if a bigger fish comes along and takes up all the contract time. Yeah. So, and again, Dutch pinball. What would their the Aimtron or no no Aimtron's who owns American Pinball? What's so what was no the what was it Ara? Oh yeah, it was Ara. Their their contract manufacturer, and then they had they had struggles, you know, conflicts on the costing with the with their contractor, and then it it all fell apart, and then they were stuck with all of these orders and no means to build them, and they had to develop that, and they have done so very slowly. Well, and you've seen that kind of stuff too with the the same thing you're discussing, Dennis, like with. Playfield issues. Everybody keeps saying, man, Spooky mm-hmm. has the best and Americans got the best because they use, I'm blanking on the fucking name, is Biden, not Biden, Biden, blah, blah, blah. But the manufacturer they use for Playfields mm-hmm. can only make so many. So these other manufacturers have reached out to this company that does the the uh, the Spooky Pinball games or the American, and they just, they're at capacity. They can't fill right. that. So locking up a Pedretti may make sense here if no, they I- can continue to get the themes that people want. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the, uh, I mean, Highway's uh, catalog had good themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alien was a great theme. Queen is a great theme. 
Um, and we I think don't know that, what they're capable of because that was a highway yeah, thing. Yes. Um, so it, it will it will be interesting. But I think based off of that, Pinball Brothers does understand. I think they get it in the sense that they understand that theme is what it's that instant nostalgia mm-hmm. that clearly has been working for them because they have had a lot more success as a because I mean they're not highway right they yes they 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 scooped up all the valuable remnants of highway sure. and and kind of relaunched uh separately but that they had a lot of traction as an upstart versus a American pinball which played in the unlicensed space and we've seen well, the results of that and you so, think about it just I mean I'm only one little one little business but pinball brothers in 2022 sales wise has surpassed that for us of American pinball sales and Haggis pinball sales. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not surprised. Interesting not surprised. to note though. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, okay. No, I actually think this is the merge. I think this is very smart and uh, I have a lot more confidence about their survivability given this than I did, but still getting them overseas is pricey. Well, again, that's the, that's the, that's an issue, but I, I do think manufacturing in Europe uh, gives you a larger continental audience than Australia Absolutely, does. Absolutely, yeah. Even though I get the impression Australia might have more pinball fans per capita than any other place, yeah. it's still uh, population-wise, it's not a particularly large. Co- and of course, the continent is the country, so it's not. Yeah, it's just there's just less people. It's a, well, it's a it's a it's a numbers game. As we're moving along, Jersey Jack pinball has been kind of quiet this year. So quiet, except for Toy Story Four. The uh, the second half of the year been kind of quiet. Um. I don't know what's coming. I would guess that we're going to see an Eric Minier game. I would guess that the rumors of Godfather are probably true. I'd guess that we're going to see and hear about that in February and March. That's what my guess would be. I also would guess that we could see a Steve Ritchie game before the end of the year. Already. I really think that this may be the first year that they can get two out in one year. I've never why, said that before. Why? Why his though, and not? Uh, I, and I, I apologize. They have another. They have a someone like got from the homebrew scene, right? That they yes. brought in before him. Uh, Mark Seiden, yes. Mark, thank you. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Mark. Um, why wouldn't it be Mark's game? Uh, I, I don't know. It could be. My guess is that when Mark came in, Mark came in as a designer, but coming from just the homebrew, I think there's probably some. Hey, we're getting in Steve Ritchie as well. We got Pat Lawler a little bit longer. You got Eric Menier. Watch them. Help with some of their projects so that we know that you're going to be super ready. We know Steve Ritchie's going to be ready. He's been doing this for decades. Let's go with let's go with what we know uh, is ready. I think Mark maybe just needs a little bit more time. That's all speculation. Okay. I have zero clue. Right, right, but. right. My, my speculation will be, I, I do agree with you. We will probably see sometime late winter, early spring, uh, Eric's new game. I do think it will be Godfather. Uh, I do not think it will fare Guns N' Roses well. Um, I'm not even sure. I, I, and if the pricing is the same, I, I don't know if it's going to do much better than Toy Story. I honestly, I'm going to go theme. on a limb and say it doesn't sell as well as Toy Story because Toy Story people forget still it's still sold pretty good. Mm. And so anyway, uh, but, uh, that's getting very very predictive. I I just don't know until we see it. Uh, we'll, sure. It could be a Godzilla is, greatness. Eric has some interesting design thing uh like philosophies that he does that I think resonate really well with pinheads. Mm-hmm. So that's he's the, uh, he's the Mr. World under glass. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's really into He does a better than any designer. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, uh, so that's the that's the big enigma because I don't think he got a good license to work with. Uh, and I love the movies, but I I just don't think so. Um, I do think they JJP really, really, really wants to try and get a second game announced uh, in 2023. Uh, I think if it happens, it's in the fall, probably around Expo time. And I think it's Mark's game, not Steve's. Okay, could be the case. Could be the case. I also would predict and guess that you're not going to see any pricing changes. They're not going to, even if they thought Toy Story was, was too costly, especially with the with the market. And I don't think you're going to see them reduce prices for the next release Jersey Jack game. Do you think they bring back the SE? No. I don't. I don't think they bring back the SE. And I also don't think that they reduce the number of total CEs and Ellie's allotted. <laughs> I don't think they reduce that. I, I'm going to, I think I'll they just bold. dig in the mud and they stay where they're at mm. and hope not to get blown over. I, um, I, I agree with most of that. I, I'm probably wrong. I shouldn't say this cause I'm making predictions. And I think I'm, I'm going to do a low odds prediction. I'll go ahead and predict that they do bring back the standard. Oh, okay. I think, I think they are going to cite, and I think this is fair because while there's been a lot of criticism of Toy Story, and I know as as you feel, some of it is unfair and some of it is fair. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing we all agree can be a fair complaint is it was a very high dollar investment to get into either model. Yeah, true. It, I think it really hurts them. I think it really hurts Jersey Jack that they do not have a skew that they can MSRP under $10,000. Yeah, but and even so, is it really going to sell at $99.99 for an I, entry level? I, I yeah. think, especially, again, remember, the older SEs dropped even more than that. Yeah, those if like $67.50 if, for if we're, if we're doing $15K, $12K, and then like $9,900, and they don't have to take out as much stuff so that like Guns N' Roses doesn't look like a concert <laughs> anymore, then I think it probably is worth the gamble because they're just not price competitive and... And that would be okay if you're seen as the Cadillac of pinball. I don't think they got that rep anymore. Mm. I think they're just seen as the expensive of pinball. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk and about it, that it, here soon. But I and, think somebody and, yeah. has taken that title from them. So anyway, those are my those are my guesses. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, Jersey I, I, Jack is a big question mark. They're a big question mark this year, and the reason I'm thinking this is the first year for two. Is because I'm thinking that Godfather is correct, and I just don't, based yep. on that theme, I just don't see it selling well, thus giving them time to announce and, and to have another game ready by the end of the year. And that and that's why I, I think the same way. I think that their line isn't going to stay busy enough with Godfather to warrant um, pacing. Uh, honestly, I don't think Toy Story was either, but I think there were supply chain issues that have mm-hmm. slowed them up some. Um, and again, the reports are Godfather, like design wise, it's done. It's mm-hmm. ready. So well, and they've, again, they've been trying since they've got over to Chicago listener. They've been trying to continue to beef up having a second line or a third line. They're still working on that. So I think that's still going to be their goal. I wouldn't even be surprised if they, if they have a flop, whether it's the next game or the one after the one, they still have wizard of Oz in their back pocket. They can run 500 of those and sell them in an instant. So they, they've got a catalog, not that they want to re up. They do have a catalog of that pirates of the Caribbean. They could bring back. They don't even need new games. That's why I don't know why they have had four designers three now but oh i 
they're so designer top heavy. I I I don't get it, and I worry about the decision. Other than they got that juicy billionaire money back in them, so I guess if you want to go with that old pinball joke about how do you become a millionaire in pinball, start as a billionaire. You can <laughs> last as long as you want. Uh, this Jersey Jack pinball. What about Multimorphic? They've been teasing that they may have two new games in 2023. These are new module based games. Yeah, uh, my understanding is Jerry, the owner of Multimorphic, recently doubled down on that statement saying, yep, they still fully plan to reveal the two. So that is my prediction. I do think they will reveal both of those planned modules in 2023. I don't know what to think about Multimorphic. It's hard for me to predict because I know that they're probably not going to be close on production completion of their Weird Al, their their hit game for them. Mm. Um, and they're still 12 to 15 months probably behind on that production. I don't know how in the hell. The only way I can see announcing two games is if they just suck and you're not worried about selling a lot of them. Well, I I would actually have initially thought what you mentioned earlier, maybe with, with Stern and uh, or well, any company, any other company, if their licensing agreements are such that they have to get mm, the announcements yeah. out. However, I was going to ask, do you think these two games are licensed or not? They acted like they have another licensed game, one of them. But I, I don't know. If and that's my and that's my sense. I think one is licensed and one is not licensed. That's my prediction. Since we're making guesses, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that the hand is forced per se. Uh, their their latest update that I recall did indicate, as you sort of noted, it is about a year still. If you were so the the speed on doing an order, like if you were to order a whole new P three platform, it's just as much of a wait now as it was six months ago. Like you're going to wait a year from date of order, basically. Okay, so if so, I ordered today. In January, I'll have to wait till January 2024. And in that time, two new games are going to be announced. Like, it just doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, that's the yes. <laughs> well, the, the, one, the one way, uh, you know, setting aside like license obligations and stuff, the, the one way I could kind of see it, and again, this gets more towards my, my ignorance about the, the modules and such is, if, let's say the production of these two things is different, okay? So you've got uh, a line that builds P3 platforms, and some other line that builds modules. If the holdup is on the platforms, putting out the modules to sell to your existing platform owning base might still be viable. Because mm. I, I imagine your your logic would probably tell would be, well, Dennis, shouldn't they be taking all those people building modules and have them building systems so that everyone can have the platform yeah. and they'd broaden their customer base? And it's like, yeah, but if they're feeling like, okay, this is the pace we're at. And I, I think they're still trying to, again, from the messages I've seen from Jerry send out to to the the customers, uh, it looks like, you know, they are still trying to staff up to, to deal with all of it because uh, clearly they don't want to make people wait a year. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, yeah, but um, obviously selling modules does bring in money. Uh, so it is a good way to continue the financing. So, and building modules obviously is easier than building full systems. So, because it's, a, you know, it's a much smaller unit Mm -hmm. and so you know i i think given that it's just they might be able to turn out the mod it's based off of everything i've seen they're turning out modules faster than systems so you know it's like uh, i think they should probably consider uh, contract manufacturing for stuff like that but i would i would guess that there's a possibility that the margins just aren't there to be able to do that sadly 
I, I unless you went into obviously if you didn't go into it planning to do that i i mean what would the price increase have to be? i i agree i think you'd have to price increase it because you wouldn't want to drop your profit margin mm-hmm. um and they just uh, a few months ago it wasn't increased. around september they increased the prices of like all the modules um mm-hmm. by Here, most of them by several hundred dollars here's so where i'm at on multimorphic for 2023 and beyond i think multimorphic p3 the platform the game has been going on for people know what it is now. There's no more speculation. There's no more. I wonder if they get the killer app. I wonder if all of these engineering things are going to continue to evolve. In my opinion, those days are over. They're not going to rehab and do 4K and retro. They've got so many damn things in this. They may have a new platform in the future, the P4 or whatever the hell it is, right? They could have that. I don't, I think everybody knows what the multimorphic P3 is now. And I think the only way that this company stays viable to continue whatever their idea of success is, is through licenses. That's it. I don't think there is any advantage to this platform that they've created in this, this engineering marvel, the 20 balls, the screen, the, the, uh, the motion captured on the screen, the, the back one third, it was cute. And it was, it, was, uh, it was innovative five to seven years ago. I think they've capped out. They've met their ceiling. There's nothing that they can put into physically or they would have already done it or trying to work on it. Nothing they can add. It took them forever. They're like, oh, we got a fourth flipper now. How about that? New EOS. How about that? No. The growth is too small for innovation. It's already caught up. That's getting them no sales. If you're buying a multimorphic, it's not because you're like, oh, this is so ingenious. You can add. No, it's not going to happen. The idea is done. It's tired. It's old. If you don't like the feel of the games, you're not going to like the game. It's themes. If you want to sell games, Jerry, it's in licensed property now. And you're getting to the point where the cost is so much for these games because they, they have so many materials in them. They're heavy that if you increase it anymore, you might price yourself out. I just, I don't think there's a draw to Look at this cool TV screen as a play field anymore. I just don't see it. Well, I, I do think that the licensing aspect is, is the, and I, the proof is in uh, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, right? So uh, that I'm sure they are aware because of what weird Al did. I mean, is weird Al their best playing game. I, it's debatable. I, I would need more time on it. I'm I not sure. I'm not sure. I like it more than heist. Like where if I were to have to pick today, I would tell you Heist is their best game, followed by Weird Al. But you know, I I don't have enough time on either of them to really probably Heist ain't rank keeping them. them in business. Well, no, and that's the the Heist isn't the big you know it sold a lot compared to some of their other prior titles. That's in my opinion, the platform is but, not keeping them in business moving forward. I don't see it. I <clears> the I, think stri- a, I think they're stuck with it now. If anything, hmm. I think they're stuck. Well, I think you know the argument of the platform was I, as I understood it initially, and maybe that wasn't their their primary argument, but it's the one I remember hearing was, you know, this is something where you can own this platform and then you don't need a lot of space, right? You can have multiple games in the in the square footage of one pinball machine, right? Yeah. That's a it's a particular type of person that that solves a problem for them. And of course, 
the limitation of that is you are stuck in the ecosystem of whatever device does that for you. So, because remember, Highway kind of played with that idea too. Mm-hmm. Not not to the not nearly to the extent like the true modularity that that Multimorphic was doing. Mm-hmm. But you know, currently, if you were to be in the Multimorphic P3 infrastructure, you know that ecosystem, and you're big into nostalgia, the only one there is Weird Al. So I do think moving forward in terms of sales, they may have had some of these things. Obviously, development takes a while. I imagine a lot of these things have been in the pipeline for a while. I would assume, and this is a big assumption, but all of my guesses are are big assumptions today, uh, that they would probably look and say, you know what? Continued growth mandates that we uh, just do licenses. Um, And maybe the third-party development will be where you see the unlicensed original games. And that will scratch the itch for people that got into it because they like playing. Because, you know, you always see that demand from like uh, pinheads on pinside. Oh, we want want unlicensed themes. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think ultimately that that makes a lot of sense. Of course, when you've got a year-long backlog of P3 system builds, um, Right now, I don't see the need to do any sort of licensed reveals unless you had contractual obligations sure, because sure. you how many people are going to get mad when they're told, oh, you got to wait 12 months to get a – it would be better to catch up, in my mind, catch up and then say, boom, here you go. We've got uh, – we're doing 38 Special, the band. Mm-hmm. That's our next license. That's our next license. And last point I want to expand on here, Dennis and listeners, this. I think one of the big pushes for Multimorphic as a company – was their innovation, ingenuity. Look at this mechanical marvel. Look at this engineering marvel. That was their push. What I'm saying to you now, in my opinion, I think that technology is too fast. Technology develops too fast for a stern pinball to make every one of their games technologically new and, and something exciting, whereas multimorphic P3 will be slowed down by having to retrofit new technology into a platform-based type of product. I think you're going to see that more and more with every release that comes out. You're going to see other companies' innovation soar and Multimorphic continue to struggle because they've got to find a way to put that new damn technology into the one form-fitting product platform they have and then also retroactively make it to older machines to work. To, it's, I think it's going to be a mess. And the, the thing keeping it going is licensing, and you're going to start seeing that mess show itself uh, very soon, if not already. I think it's stern. Mm. Projection mapping. Think, I mean, there's a lot of innovation. It's just too fast to be able to retrofit it into one, I mean, pun intended, black box. Yeah, uh, I see where you're coming from on it, and, and I I agree. But I I have assumed that the plan was, and again, total assumption was a pivot on on like what the marketing was. So the initial promotion is this, you know, motion detection technology, all this all this stuff that mm-hmm. wasn't in any other pinballs, and the other pinball companies don't seem to be interested in doing like screens with multi multi you know multi ball detection capabilities and all of that, mm-hmm. and the older technology of because it's been a few years now that still will work moving forward like the system power in theory is still like whatever computer drives it and all of that is probably strong enough for pinball 
Sure. Yeah. Sure. So a lot, a lot of the technological innovations we see from other companies under the hood are things like the node boards to make it easier to swap in and out, not so much to drive more coils than we used to drive. Like we're kind of past those mm-hmm. particular phases. Uh, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't assume that Multimorphic had an intention of, say, eventually making the P3 go 4K. Like, what would be the other than to brag that it's 4K? What does it offer? You don't need that resolution. Your your animation quality isn't even fully, in my opinion, taking advantage of the capabilities of the 1080p system. So, why would you go 4K other than just to say 4K? So, why I does, always why thought, does, why, why does everybody in this entire world, especially this country, continue to buy 4K, 6K, 8K monitors? even though they're not taking advantage of it, but that's but they, almost but they what are. they're, that's all they're selling anymore. But they, but I, I disagree really. that not, I, they're, they're not consuming well, like watching movies content. And, yeah. Watching movies and stuff. I think they do. Okay. Uh, that's why you've seen a push for uh, you know, like Netflix offering 4k. I can stream 4k through Amazon prime. Um, YouTube, I think is looking into trying, uh, they already do 4k. I think they're looking yeah. into 6k. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, it's starting, obviously the technology lags a little bit. Uh, Blu-rays have been compliant with 4k for a long time. So people that are still willing to be like, yeah, streaming is, has been a barrier because our infrastructure yeah, and internet TVs isn't are smaller than the displays in a P3. And I have my, I got my own thing, Zach, where we're back in the days when people are like looking at uh, TVs and stuff under 32 inches. And I'm like, why are you even worried if it's <laughs> above 720p? Why do you care at that small of a size? But, but Hey, we all have our own opinions on that That's stuff. Right. But I think early on, that was the, the hook to get you into multimorphic was look at all of this tech. I've assumed as it would grow, the hook is supposed to be look at our catalog of games mm-hmm. and not. Yeah, no, we are the, we're the, you can't be the cutting edge forever unless you keep upgrading. Uh, and of course, you've pointed out that it's the same thing that happens with consoles and why they always have to retire a console generation eventually. You can add peripherals. People are having to go, who have older stuff have to go and buy those new peripherals. But at some point you're like, okay, the technology isn't capable of doing what we need to do anymore. So we upgrade. Pinball, the, you know, the number of coils and the lights and all of that. That I think actually can have a longer, much longer end of life expectancy than like video games does. But obviously when you're 10 years in, I don't think you get to say, look how innovative we are anymore. That's where you want to be able to say, you know, when Xbox and uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X come out, they talk about how many teraflops of processing they can do. Five years in, they talk about how many games are in their catalog. I think it's the Mm -hmm. same thing here. The plan is to say, look at how many games you can play in the space of one game that's the value and it made sense to me until a light bulb went off for me whenever they announced drained but drained is a third-party game exactly so the catalog thing doesn't make sense to me anymore if we're going to see things like drained come out third party for a module that's 3500 okay well there goes that whole i'm going to start collecting nah nope don't see it especially the prices continue to increase and, and I, I don't see it there. And, and th- at the end of the day, if a person is collecting one pinball machine, just one pinball machine space wise, it's usually because of space. A lot of times it's because of money too, right? If people want to collect something, they'll find a way to collect more than one. That's why you don't find one car that you can change the tires to be an SUV or to change this to be a plane or to change it. No, people like collecting shit. They're going to have a Stern Pro if they have one machine or a Stern Premium. And they're going to collect machines and they're going to sit them beside each other because they're cool. That's why everybody collects machines. I don't think it serves a part. I just The hitting points that Multimorphic pitched in the past, I just don't think work 
for the future. But hopefully I'm wrong. What about American Pinball? Am I wrong with American Pinball? Well, I don't know what you think about American Pinball. <laughs> what do you uh, think? Well, Zach, what do you think? I mean, you distro for American Pinball, so your your livelihood is on the line with their success or failure. Mm, I don't, all right, well, all right. No, they don't have enough don't volume. Bank. True. I, 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 I was trying to raise the stakes a it's little always, bit. It's but. always nice when American <laughs> Pinball can produce a nice product, uh, but they're not heard, making a break in us like some other people could. I heard they got some Oktoberfest coming out. Yeah, we had a handful of Oktoberfest shipped to us that we ordered a while back, and uh, a couple of them are sold, so people are still somewhat interested in Oktoberfest. Well, so, would you like me to start with American Pinball then? Go ahead. What do you think? Okay. All right. I do think that... The Dennis Nordman Galactic Tank Force finally what? comes out. <laughs> finally comes out. Uh, first half of 2023. In fact, I, I think they're really going to try and have it available at TPF. And that's the only game that comes out in 2023 from them. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah, I think they come out with two products this year. I think the first one will be Dennis Nordman's game in the spring, and the other one will be uh, October-ish because Dave Fix has got to have something for his Pinball Expo. Uh, it may not ship next year, but it'll be revealed next year. And I still want to know what the hell is going on with the American Dream, who got selected this last year at Expo. Who's got there was no job. announcement. It was, it was Surely it didn't happen, right? I mean, they said it was, yeah, I mean, big thing so i would assume so so i think somebody's probably working on their next launch so maybe i think that's what we get the american dream game in second half um i don't i don't know what but they didn't announce they didn't announce a winner right not to my like, knowledge like and they they had a clause i thought last year that or 2021 that said that, that they you know they reserve the right to not pick anyone so i assume that's what happened well they need to say that though then don't they Nobody cares. Oh, okay. All right. So, so other than the homebrewers that were competing in it, who does it affect? I don't know. I mean, it would be nice to say something. I agree. But I mean, here, you know, we were talking about JJP and how many designers they have on staff. AP's the same way. It's top heavy. Got a lot of design talent there. And they're not turning out nearly enough stuff to from that crew to warrant going out out of company and bringing in other designs like that. I mean, don't forget. They also like promised that they're going to turn out a Barry Osler game. You know, it was a really uh, well-received original theme in pinball in the last couple of years it was heist. And I said, I don't think heist keeps a company in business. Same goes with American pinball. I don't care how cool galactic tank force could be. It's hard to believe it's still going to sell enough units to make them relevant. I, no, I, no, I, the, and I, again, I feel like I, I, I'm talking about some of these things ad nauseum, but I guess that's what people want when they listen to a podcast from the same people <laughs> week after yeah. week uh, is no, it, it's, I, to me, the value of a game is in how it plays. That's what I enjoy. However, I think the, pr the evidence is irrefutable at this stage that licenses are a guaranteed way to initially print money because they will generate interest by giving a nostalgia hit in particular to people 
that want to buy pinball. And then obviously what happens in terms of them keeping that game depends upon what that game gives them as a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galactic Tank Force doesn't come to the table with any of that. Uh, and we're not in the era anymore where people are mostly experiencing these games, you know, as a child going into an arcade. It's just different. And and this continued reliance on original licenses is not doing them any favors. I think it shows in their production levels. And, uh, you know, I have heard that Nordman's uh, GTF is going to be polarizing. Like, it's different. It's that's, uh, that's the best way I've heard it be. described. <laughs> it's the best way I've heard it described is it's going to be very different. And the assessment of someone that purportedly uh, had seen this game okay. is it's going to be a love it or hate it. There's not going to be a lot of middle ground. Uh, I think American and, Pinball, if they can, if they could just find a great license to tie into, they've got the components to make a damn cool game that gets bolted into people's collections. I don't think and, they're far off. And I, you know, and I agree. I've heard a lot of very positive things about their quality. I've, uh, you know, historically I'd heard very good Mm -hmm. things about their rule sets. Uh, But, you know, there's been staff changes there that concern people kind of like what happened with Spooky. Huge And, uh, and they struggle to produce fast, unlike Spooky, which is a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think they were on the right path, even though I didn't think it was a great license to go with, with Hot Wheels. But the problem mm-hmm. was Hot Wheels was set up so much to be something that people would be willing to operate. And they launched it right at the start <laughs> yeah. of the pandemic. It wasn't their fault. But I wonder if that has left the impression, oh, licenses are not the way to go. Look, we took Hot Wheels. Everyone knows Hot Wheels. And it just didn't do as well as we thought it would do. And it's like, uh, you, you know, well, you and price- it's management decision making, too, because let's not forget when that game was launched. <clears throat> I mean, that's a personal bias, but I even had questions as to what do you, why are you shooting yourselves in the foot on any ounce of marketing that you can have? Like, so it made me question just bigger picture decision makings in general. Cause I, I think, you know, you launch it, launch a game, you're creating a first impression. Let's create a good one for the majority of people that are going to be buying your game to, to consume. But so, I mean, there's been there's been a lot of staffing changes since how since Hot Wheels. Uh I I have and continue to have low confidence because I mean <sighs> Legends of Valhalla, a third-party developed game, is the only thing that's come out really since then and they've been trickling and then we hear that there's going to be more models and then they change from a two uh, t- two skew tier to three skews. And oh, there's no, like every decision doesn't, I I shouldn't say every, but most of the public decisions make no sense to me. You know, going out there and talking about wanting three games a year. I, I, I don't understand it. It seems like a company that hired a bunch of designers, doesn't have enough engineers and doesn't his marketing team. Isn't uh, going after the licenses that clearly mm-hmm. are working for all their competitors. So, yep. I think if they I, want to sell games, I'm going to put this out there, Dennis and listener. If they want to sell games, there's only one original theme that could work, and it's a semi-original theme, and that's it. And that is a sequel or a prequel to Whitewater because you have Nordman. That one, I think, works better than a typical original theme. But otherwise, I don't know what to tell you guys over there. Unless you guys are content with selling you know, 200 of a unit every two years. And just, in that case, I just don't know why you're wasting your time. Given their given their staff size, I don't. I just don't know. I my theory again, 
all speculation. My speculation is Aimtron is carrying this company, and I think they're going to get sure. sick of it. I think they're going to lose impatience. Sure. What about uh, Dutch Pinball? I don't know what much to say about that because Big Lebowski, they, they were in a hole. They're in a big-ass hole. They went bankrupt. Yeah. It was a fucking mess. But last year or so, they're still making Lebowskis. They're still collectible. Still a good game. They're still updating this. Nothing is, I've not seen anything wrong uh, here recently. So they're on the up and up, but they're low key. I think if they come out with another game, it better be licensed. It better hit people. It better, you better be able to produce it. And, and that's it. I don't, I don't have much else to say about Dutch. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, my prediction is they continue to do big Lebowski's. I'm amazed they've survived. I, I still am very skeptical. They ever come out with another game. Uh, I think they're just trying to make like it's working for them the way they've got it right now. Uh, there's just this perpetual constant demand and it's allowing them to try and make right by all the people that got burned early, uh, which is admirable. But I I don't know. I think a lot of people are in it either. They're like, OK, I know I'm going to get the game. Uh, it got around a lot. So people know Lebowski. So they know if they like it or not. And after this, I just don't know if anyone's going to, tr- they just, they don't build fast. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if anyone's really going to trust them on a new game. I think they're just sort of like the, you know, pe- some people have their fingers crossed that they're going to keep selling enough Lebowski's to new individuals that old buyers are going to be made whole. And then the new buyers kind of feel like they're doing a solid for the old buyers by getting a game and they're guaranteed via the protections that they're going to get their game. And that works for Lebowski. And beyond that, I don't think it works. Mm. So, but I don't, I mean, it depends what they want to do. I would think they would be after the Lebowski experience, just be done and be like, let's just wrap it up and, and just uh, go back to being hobbyists, but we'll see. People make those mistakes. There are probably some other manufacturers out there, smaller manufacturers. Uh, At this point, I'm not knowledgeable enough to even to guess. I mean, we've had some manufacturers that have advertised stuff for a couple of years, head scratcher kind of stuff, but have never released anything really? still to my knowledge. So home pin. Yeah. I just home pin got spinal tap out. Yeah. Like home pin pinball adventures at this, whatever. It's, pinball I'll, adventures is close. We'll talk about it once it, uh, you know, once it, once it happens, but there was a lot of information there, uh, on the pinball show episode one twenty on Stern pinball production, what's coming out in the future, as well as all the other manufacturers as to what their last year has looked like and a sneak peek into possible 2023 development and game creation. There you have it. Thanks for listening to part two of episode 120 of the Pinball Show. Damn, that's some good stuff. But you ain't heard nothing yet. Make sure to check out part three of episode 120 of the Pinball Show. Check it out, like, right now. Go listen to it.